Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today, we're talking about deal overload. But first, if you like what you're hearing on the podcast, take a few minutes today and introduce two friends who you think would benefit from listening to the show. Don't keep all this goodness to yourself. Spread the love. Send them a copy of the link from iTunes or your favorite podcast player application. The show is published on 14 of the most popular podcast platforms, including CastBox, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Amazon Alexa, and Google HomePod. So go ahead and introduce two friends who you think would benefit from listening to the show. We are back. We're talking about deal overload. I'm continually bombarded with offers to participate in deals, and the vast majority of them make no sense whatsoever. They're not even close to meeting our criteria. Those ones are easy to say no to. What's more difficult is learning to say no when something is attractive enough to meet our criteria. It's a little bit like being a chipmunk with an acorn in each hand, an acorn stuffed in each cheek, and gosh, there's an acorn on the ground right in front of you. In order to pick it up, the chipmunk needs to put one acorn down. I'm often approached by people who have a great deal. Having built a reputation for executing well on projects, people have the habit of assuming that I'll do any great deal. I've discovered that my scarce resource is time. There are only so many hours in the day, and projects are hard, all of them. It doesn't matter whether they're large project or small, they all require focus. They all face obstacles and surprises. Management attention goes towards managing those exceptions. Even in the case of simple projects, there's a period of intense work. You have to maintain your capacity to manage problems when they come up. If you enter an overload situation, then you can experience a cascade of delays and poor execution across all your projects. At that point, everything starts to look like a problem, even routine items. Everything in this business requires attention to detail. For example, I'm in the middle of managing six projects that are currently in various phases of construction. We also have a portfolio of completed projects that from time to time go through a routine refinance. And at the end of the refinance is a return of capital to investors. The accounting staff can and does sometimes make mistakes. This is natural because there's a lot of complexity. It means that the math in each investment payoff letter needs to be double-checked and triple-checked. I've made math errors in calculating the accrued interest. The math is not simple. Now these sound like routine items and in many respects they are. But unless you have enough staff in your business to afford the additional quality control, the quality control function ultimately is going to fall back to your senior management team. It comes down to your team's ability to manage the execution of multiple projects. That's always the constraint. I've received no less than six offers to participate in new projects this week, and I've had to say no to every single one of them. When I say no, I'm not rejecting the individual. I'm simply saying that I don't have the capacity to take on more projects. I believe there's an art to saying no, and hopefully those who've received a no from me don't feel as though I've rejected them. Adding capacity to the team could potentially solve the problem, but not in the short term. Adding capacity means hiring and integrating new team members, and that takes time. Unless you're bringing someone on board who has tremendous skills, is a real self-starter, it's going to take time before their contribution is a, is a net plus to the whole system. Another option is to delegate existing projects that might be less attractive than the new opportunity. However, that carries some risk as well. If the people executing the less attractive project don't do a good job, the reputational risk is yours. It's not theirs. 
even a small project can represent a big problem if problems crop up. I've discovered that it's important to close the door to new opportunities until you have the capacity in the organization to handle it. Small teams often only have the ability to handle one project at a time. And if you want to expand your team's capacity, then you want to think carefully about your hiring process. It's sometimes risky to hire ahead of your income curve. You don't have the income yet from those new projects, so you can't afford to hire. You can't take on more projects unless you expand your team's capacity. It's a bit of a circular argument from which there seems to be no escape. Another option is to bring senior members into the organization and make sure that those senior team members have the ability to take over and execute the more established projects with minimal, but not zero, oversight from your existing core team members. In the meantime, you've got to maintain focus. And focus is a word that can also be parsed as an acronym. It stands for follow one course until success. In the meantime, as you're thinking about that, have an awesome day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.